Welcome to the Profitable Pinterest Virtual Assistant Podcast, where you'll learn how to create a business that allows you to recapture your time and make a meaningful impact. I'm your host, Jenna, former educator turned freelancer, here to fill you with hope and give you real action steps to help you build a profitable virtual assistant business. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Profitable Pinterest VA podcast. I'm so excited to share your journey and what you've learned with that and how you can help women get started as a virtual assistant. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) My name is Katie Denniston. I'm a virtual assistant coach, but I didn't start out as a coach. I started first and foremost as a virtual assistant. And at the time when I started, I had a nine to five. I had two babies. They were two and one, 14 months apart. It was the pandemic. It was like a really, really tough time in my life. We were strapped financially and it was just like all the pressures of the world were on my shoulders. And I just woke up one day and I was like, you know what? Like I am responsible for changing the direction my life is headed. And so at that point I became committed to myself and to creating the life that I really wanted, which was, you know, financial freedom, schedule flexibility, be able to work with who I want, when I want, how I want to make as much or as little money as I needed, all the things. So I just started Googling. So if you're out there listening to this podcast and you're doing this, listen up. (laughs) I was pod or I was Googling how to find remote work or what can I do working from home, how to make money on a side hustle, you know, all those things. And oh yeah, lots of stuff popped up, right? Like MLMs and, or social networking, which is what it's called now. And doing Etsy shops and just, and all the, I had all these ideas, but none of it felt like I can make it my own. And that was really important to me. I wanted to make it my own um, until I stumbled upon virtual assistant, which at the time I had no idea what that even meant. I now know a virtual assistant is a very broad term for somebody who offers remote support to somebody else, traditionally a small business owner. And the services are going to vary based on the type of work you can do. So your skill set, as well as the type of work your client needs. So it's just been an incredible journey for me. And so I launched my business in August of 2020 and I did it for a full year part-time while maintaining my nine to five. And then in 2021, I left my nine to five and I actually pivoted into coaching at that point because I'd had so much success on my own that I was like, I need to teach people how to do this because literally anybody that wants to make this happen for themselves can't. So, oh my gosh, I love that so much. <laughs> like you, you did it for yourself. And then, you know, there's always that saying of like, turn around and bring others up, like help others get up. Like once you get there, like turning yeah. around and looking back to help others. And I love that you so quickly realized that that's, that's what you needed to do was help more and more women get this opportunity that yeah. you found. Yeah. And I know you and I have very similar clients, like who we help and who we serve. And it was important to me to help moms because it's like the societal norms that are out there right now, like they don't align. It's like, you you have to be a working mom, but, oh, you also have to take care of your family and you have to, you know, do this and do that. And it's not realistic in the day and age that we're in now. And so 
virtual assistants has allowed me to create like true work-life balance for myself and for my family while enjoying what I'm doing and making money while I'm at it. And so I want to help other moms in a very similar position to create the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. That, that heart for serving moms, because we are expected to work like we don't have children and raise our kids like we don't work. And I think it's, it's society as much as we, we want both. Like if you have the desire to, to work and to have something like that, you want to do your best and doing your best requires a hundred percent of you and everything you want to do your best in. And so you, you have to do it differently. Otherwise you're constantly, I know for me as a teacher, I constantly felt like I was failing because I, I wasn't giving my best to my classroom and my kids there. And then if I did, I wasn't giving my best to my family and my children. And so it was a constant struggle for me as well. It's hard. I mean, I've had women come to me and say like, this is great, but I don't think work-life balance is actually attainable. And the reality is, is in the beginning, it's going to take work, right? Like you're going to have to build it up. But I was working part-time as a virtual assistant. So I had a full-time nine to five working 40 hours a week. I had the two babies. Um, and we were all stuck together at home because it was the pandemic. Um, and I decided to add, you know, 10 hours a week onto my week with my business. And with that time, I became completely sold out in 10 days and I was making $1,700 a month, just working 10 hours a week. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, just the, the opportunity that being a virtual assistant can bring is like most people don't even realize. Well, there's no income cap. Like you can make as much or as little as you need to. And so my very first month I was making $1,700 a month and that was in the beginning. And it wasn't long before I started making three to $5,000 and just the opportunity that's out there is endless and what you can make it mean for you um, and your future is just really exciting. Yeah. And I think with the work-life balance to, you know, kind of talk about that for a minute, I have probably the best advice that I've been given is it's really not going to be a balance because like you'd said in the beginning, you, you may have to commit to getting the business up and running and make some sacrifices. And that may mean, you know, getting some help with keeping up with everything and making things happen. But then the flip side of that is you put in that time up front, you get everything up and running and then the flexibility to say, you know what, I'm going to have to reschedule these calls today because I have a sick kid. Yeah. And then that's where the balance comes in of whatever needs you most at that time is where you put your energy and effort and it, beca- it gets easier and easier to keep your priorities straight yeah. is what really matters to me. Totally. And like, I know for me, because I did come from corporate America, it was like, I would come home and constantly be thinking about everything that had to be done and things that I could have been doing better and this and that. And that is still kind of there. Like as a business owner, you don't like lose sight of all the things that need to be done. The difference lies in the passion. It's like, you're excited to do these things. So while the thoughts are consuming, they're not exhausting, right? Like it's very different. It's a different energy. And so you show up differently for yourself. You show up differently for your family, for your career. Like it's just a different desire in the best way. (laughs) 
Absolutely. I can completely relate to that because it's, it, it does, it feels like your brain is on 24 seven, but it's not, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay, passion. who can I serve next? Who can I serve next? And how can I help them? And versus, so I, I work for Coca-Cola and I always say like, I was out there selling sugar water when I've got kids at home that need me. Right. It's like, yeah. now it's like, I'm out here helping women start a business that's going to change their life. Like if I can't get behind that, like, what can I get behind? You know, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That passion is yeah. very, very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so you were working part-time and then you said for a, a year you were working part-time and through the pandemic, nonetheless, with everyone there. Yeah. And so after about that year mark is when you said you were able to quit your corporate job and working full-time and pivoting into coaching. So yeah. tell us a little bit about what you do with your coaching and yeah. you know how you support moms and getting started. Yep. So I have a few different services. My two signature offers, um, I do one-on-one coaching, and that's really for those that are already established in the VA space, um, just need support kind of getting their business off the ground, or, you know, maybe they're about to go through a pivot and they need help with that change. So that's like one-on-one support. So I announced it yesterday, but it's going live on August 15th, an eight-week program, which is a combination of pre-recorded trainings along with one-on-one with me. I help moms completely from scratch launch their business and get their first client within eight weeks. So it's pretty cool. So you can start completely from scratch. You you don't have to have any background. And that's one thing I should mention, like the best part about being a VA is you use your existing skill set. You don't have to learn anything new. Like the only thing that you have to learn new is actually how to run a business, but that's where I come in. That's where you come in, right? Like that's how we help our clients, but you use your existing skill set. So my newest program is called kickstart your virtual system business in eight weeks. I will have you launching and securing your first client with money in the bank. So it's pretty exciting. <laughs> that is awesome. That's awesome. Cause that's usually like the biggest fear is yeah. okay. Like I can do all this behind the scenes stuff, but you know, when it comes down to getting paid, like, how's that going to happen? How right. long is that going to take? So removing that fear and giving those, you know, solid goals and steps is going yes. to be amazing for helping these women get started. And so what kind of, let's go through like what you learned in your journey, like, especially in that first year and just like what listeners can learn from your experience, because I feel like a lot of the times that is where we can help people most is learning from other people's mistakes and, you know, what the stumbling blocks were and just, you know, kind of some key takeaways of what you learned within that first year that can help listeners like right now with where they are. Yes. So the first thing I'd say is to just take action. If you're somebody that's listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, this sounds like a really great opportunity. Take action to make it come to life for you. Like whether that's a free training or going out to YouTube and watching videos or, you know, reaching out to Jenna or myself, just start taking steps to make it come to life. And you will be amazed at where you're going to be, you know, six months from now, a year from now, whatever the case may be. For example, when I started, I had no idea that a year later I wouldn't be at my corporate job. Like I started my business as a opportunity to bring in a third income and it ended up being my sole income. So 
like what a cool opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just get started. And then after that, connect with people that are successful in this field. The biggest mistake that people make is thinking, oh, I can just go out and do this and completely do it on my own. Literally, you need to invest in yourself. Invest in a mentor who has done it. Invest in a mentor that has um, helped other people do it. Invest in a mentor that you feel connected to and aligned with. And you don't have to spend a lot of money, but there's only so many free resources that you can do before you hit roadblocks. And when you hit those yeah. roadblocks, you're going to feel like, oh, I'm a failure. I can't do this. I wasn't cut out for this. And then you're going to give up because it doesn't feel great. Whereas a coach or a course or, you know, whatever it is that you're going to invest in, they can help you redirect so that you can get into the right space and create the results that you actually want. Do you need to invest? No, you can 100% do it on your own. But I did that. <laughs> And it wasn't until I actually invested in myself that I saw real tangible results that ultimately allowed me to leave my nine to five and to continue to grow and scale my business. Absolutely. So, I, I completely back that up. I started on a whim. Um, yeah. I shared my story on, on the, the episode before this one, when this one goes out and it was, you know, quit teaching on a whim and was looking for a way to, you know, replace that income, the amount of money that was going to be going into childcare for me to work oh, outside yeah. of the home again versus what I could make you know, with these other jobs that were out there, I was like, I would not even be bringing home a thousand dollars a month. I can figure out a way to do that from home. And it went from, you know, can I make a couple of hundred bucks, a thousand bucks from home into, I don't want or need to go find something else. But then, you know, that I did on my own. Like I, I got there, but it wasn't until I invested in someone that was ahead of me that had you know, been through the struggles and figured it out. And it just collapses that timeline and helps you. For me, I feel like it removes barriers. Like it yeah. removes obstacles because someone else can see the, the obstacle that's coming up for you next and yeah. tell you like, this is what's coming up next. This is what you need to do to just completely clear that hurdle and not let it become a roadblock to you quitting because you do, you'll hit roadblocks yeah. and you know, if you don't know where to go and what to do from there, that's why most people end up quitting. Yeah. I mean, I hit roadblocks. I have a coach, right? So it's like, you can never be coached enough. <laughs> yes. Um, so never stop learning. That's yeah, like the biggest thing is never stop learning business. And that was another thing I wanted to touch base on in regards to the advice is where you start today is not where you're going to be in the future. Use this as a stepping stone to learn as much as you can to ultimately get you to where you're going to go. I had no idea I was going to pivot into coaching. It ended up being a very natural and organic shift for me. I started as an administrative VA. I pivoted to like social media management and branding, more of a creative VA. I then pivoted into web design and I specialize in web design. And then from there, I actually found myself like, because at that point I was making like three to $5,000 a month while at my nine to five. And I was like talking to anyone and everyone. I'm like, why aren't more people doing this? Like more moms need to be virtual assistants. And finally, someone said to me, like, you talk more about becoming a virtual assistant than you do talk about your web services. <laughs> like, you're right. I do. <laughs> so it ended up being like a natural organic pivot for me. So and that was all within a year. 
So I wanted to share that because it's this journey of virtual assistants or just entrepreneurship in general is going to shift and pivot and change. And you want to allow space for that. Don't be so firm in what you're doing that you are closed to other opportunities that might come your way. I love that you shared that and the pivots that you had, because that can feel really scary because you, you build this client base with this service and then you, you know, maybe you fall out of love with it or you, you know, see a way that like for me, I was doing general VA work, you know, all of the things, anything, you know, to, to just kind of make it happen because of not pivoting and shifting, but just jumping in with both feet and figuring it out. Right. So it felt really scary to not take on any and every client to do whatever. And it's like, no, like I'm going to pivot and specialize in Pinterest and this is going to be what I do. And it was every time I took that, what felt like taking a risk and taking a chance, it was where I grew the most and it was the best decisions, the very best decisions. And so I feel like when you feel that resistance and you know, that little bit of fear, what I've learned is like lean into that. And it sounds like it was the same thing for you as you, you pivoted and shifted and changed. And I can imagine it was scary each and every time. Totally. Every single investment I've made in myself and in my business, every single change, shift, pivot I've made, there's been a sense of, holy crap, what am I about to do? Yeah. But not one of those times did it not pay out. Did it not, I mean, it just pushed me to be better and to be able to serve better, which ultimately that's what I'm doing now is serving people in a capacity that I wish I had when I started. Oh my gosh. I can relate to that so much because when, when you've done that, even though you do invest in people, it's like you see the holes in what you needed when you were going through that yes. journey and to be able to step in and fill that need so that other people can do even better, even quicker and, yeah. you know, just remove so much pain and, and obstacles and barriers for them. That's exactly how I feel with what I do is it was you know, the resources that I've created and, you know, the templates and just all the stuff that I can just hand over from years of experience that I look back, I'm like, gosh. I wish I'd had that. I know, I know. And so one really cool thing I think is important is to never underestimate the power of other people's networks, right? Oh my gosh, yes. For example, you and I connecting, we have a very similar client, but we are both believers in community over competition. And so how can we as entrepreneur women support each other and support each other's communities in a way that helps everybody benefit and grow and learn and evolve. Um, So if you're new to this, it feels really scary, right? It's like, Oh my gosh, where do I even get started? Well, hello, I can help you with that. And (laughs) you can help with like the Pinterest scaling to Pinterest, right? Yes. Don't underestimate the power of other people's networks. Everybody knows at least one business owner. Go through your cell phone, go through your Facebook friends. You know, at least one, maybe two business owners, if not more, and then talk to them because guess what? Business owners connect with other business owners. So it's like, it just continues going. So, and your client literally can be anywhere in the world because it's the nature of the work is virtual. It's remote. The opportunities out there are really endless. So is that something that you focused on early on was building out your network and connecting with people? Yes. 
It very much so from a standpoint of figuring out who it is you like to work with. I'm a big, big believer in chasing alignment over the dollar. Yes. Because a lot of people, when they get started, just like I was like, the reason I got started was for a financial need. So I was like, I'll take anyone and everyone that will pay me. Yeah, same. <laughs> At the gate, I had five clients, four of them were female. One was the male. I very quickly discovered in that short time, like, okay, this male client is just not a good fit for me. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, but so you, you do that, you get started and you figure out, okay, what feels good? Who do I like to work with? And don't work with everybody right away. Just start connecting with your networks and then their networks and see, okay, can I see myself working with this person? Can I see myself going and grabbing a drink with this person or lunch with this person, right? Yeah. You have to enjoy what you're doing. And uh, I think that you, you said something really important that I want to kind of go back to is you didn't talk about creating like an ideal client avatar and, and mm-hmm. sitting down and like spending all of this time and effort and energy when you literally know nothing because you've never worked with people in this capacity. Right. And so I feel like that is, it goes against a lot of what's out there. And that's totally. a lot of what I do is you have to go out there And like with Pinterest, there are qualifiers of things that people need to have in place in their business. And we absolutely always stick with that, but you don't have to have like a niche or an ideal client or, you know, a lot of these things that you can, you can really get in your head about. And I feel like when you get in your head, trying to figure this out, you're not doing what you have repeatedly said. And what I preach the same thing is taking action. And so it's go like, make sure that you're going to get along with this person and have like a working relationship, but you, you didn't know until you worked with, you know, a male client that that wasn't really the best fit for you. And maybe you don't know. I see people get really focused on like what type of business owner they want to work with. Um, I did air quotations since this is podcast. And I feel like you don't know until you do it, right? Like you don't know what you don't know and you haven't experienced this and it can really limit your business. If you want to spend the time trying to figure out like, do I want to work with like health and wellness business? Well, really, it doesn't matter because the person that you're working with, just like you said, matters a lot more. Right. And then you may find that it doesn't really matter what type of yeah. you know work they do oh, in their business. Right. It, it it's the type of person. Right. It's it's focus on the person. Like my client, well, before I shifted into coaching, my VA clients, they were all over the board in regards to the scope of work that they did. I had a hairdresser, I had a nonprofit, I had a speech pathologist. So it's like, it wasn't an industry, although you can specialize in an industry if you want to, but they were all people that I really, truly, genuinely enjoyed. And I worked with all of them for a full year before I shifted into coaching. In fact, I actually kept one. I still have one of those clients because I love her so much that it was like, I can't let her go. You know, you will have that too. You can create that for yourself too, right? It's like focusing on, and a really good thing to ask yourself if you aren't clear, like, so if you meet with somebody and you're like, I could do the work, I'm not sure if it's a good fit or not focus on the values. Like what are your values and what are their values? And are they aligned? Because what happens when they're not aligned is it doesn't feel great. Right. So just to give you an example, one of mine, one of my values is integrity. And when I worked in my nine to five towards the end, I found myself um, working more in my business than I did in my nine to five. And it was, I felt terrible about it because it wasn't aligned 
with my values of integrity. And so I had to do something about that. So when you're looking towards a client to work with a client, like evaluate, what are their values? And is it something that is a value of mine as well? Yeah, that's, I feel like that's such good advice because there's so much out there that focuses on, on external factors. Like what type of business, what type of services they provide, yes. like what their label for their you know type of businesses. Yes. And while that can all be really helpful, when you're first getting started, you may limit yourself with that. And yes. I think it's much more important because even in, even if you do decide to go at you know, a particular direction with the type of business that you work with, you still need to make sure you're looking at each individual that you're working with because that working relationship is so important and making sure that, you know, you do have things in alignment with that and the, you know, the values are there because it can, can really cause some issues that can yeah. really just turn your business upside down. If ugh, getting a bad client can just really. Well, so, something as simple as you set up a discovery call and they show up 20 minutes late. Oh gosh. Yeah. They don't respect your time. So exactly. red flag, right? Like your time is valuable. You're you might be a mom, so you're busy with kids, or maybe you have a, a job, and that's a red flag to me if you're going to show up late. Or maybe they've had other virtual assistants. Okay, so what happened with those, right? Like, figure out, yeah. and there's a way to get really creative in figuring out who that person is without being like, so tell me about your values, you know? <laughs> you could just tell through the conversation with them. Exactly, exactly. So if important. you get, like, that uneasy feeling when you're talking with them, like, I'm totally at ease having conversation with you. And there are, there are some people that when you start talking with them, that ease just isn't there. And I think it's more important to pay attention to that Absolutely. than if they fit your ideal client avatar. It's like right. that, stuff like that. Throughout the years of me, you know, providing Pinterest services, I've had people that are just across the board, all sorts of different types of clients, even with, you know, being niched in Pinterest services. It's yeah. still all over the place. And I like that because I like the variety. And then it's been, it's definitely been much more about the person. And that's just made the biggest difference of not boxing yourself in. Yeah. And I think a lot of that goes with people feel like, oh, they're messaging and marketing, which is a whole nother conversation that we may have to have again, because if you're focusing on networking, then you're not having to figure out digital marketing as much, which when you're in the beginning, you don't have a clue yeah. about so any of that. You're just like putting anything and everything out there, but yeah. And, but when you network with people, you don't have to have pretty words. It makes it so much easier because you just find people to help. And right. for example, if I need help with Pinterest, I'm going to come to you, right? Like, Hey, I know you have Pinterest people. Can you help? Yeah. Like, can you connect me with somebody just because you and I have been connected? We've formed a friendship through Instagram, the power of Instagram. Yes. Social media is impactful, but focus on the relationship first. Yes. Exactly. Use social media to connect with people versus being worried about making a reel that will go viral. Yeah. Like use sure, social right. media I to connect. When a reel goes viral, it feels good. But if it's not getting you the sale, does it really matter? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When you can have a couple of conversations with people and with the power of networking, it's not just you and I connecting. It's I can send other people to you right. when you're you know, working with your coach or like when people are in masterminds or just other business friends. If people are asking about Pinterest, I know that you're going to send people my way. So yeah. it's not even just you. It's, you know, I describe it as when you throw a stone into the lake, the ripple effect oh, yes. and it grows outward of I'm now connected with all of the people in your network and you're now connected with all the people in my network. It's not just a one-to-one. -one. <laughs> it's 
you know, it's so much bigger. And so that's where focusing on networking and connecting with people versus trying to figure out all of digital marketing. Yeah. You're, you're going to get clients a lot faster if you just focus on showing up for people and serving people well, connecting, making those connections are invaluable. Totally. I totally agree. I just feel like you have so much to offer and your journey is just so inspiring for people that are looking at getting started, you know, for moms that are looking to figure out how, you know, how do I provide for my family and raise my kid myself? Like, how can I be there and hear your story and how you were able to, oh my gosh, first of all, juggle everything in in the middle of the pandemic is just, I'm so glad that you were able to come on and share that. And I will make sure that I give people links to come and follow you on Instagram. I love following you on Instagram. My handle is at Katie underscore your VA coach. Um, So I'd love to connect if there's anybody that wants to become a VA or learn more about it. um, I have some free trainings. I also have some really good programs that we can talk about, but come follow me because I'd love to just connect. Like, even if you don't want to invest in me, that's okay. Like, I just want to connect with moms because that's what I was put on the earth to do is to help moms just like me to find hope again. Because I know when I started, I was at the lowest point in my life and it just felt so hopeless <laughs> to now two years later. I'm just, it was a complete transformation. So I'm just very passionate about help, helping moms do the same thing. Oh my gosh. I love that. I feel like that. That's why we connected. It's just that same passion for helping moms just to be able to do their best and, you know, just have that hope again. And so I'll make sure that I get all the links to the free trainings and for them to come and follow you on Instagram. And thank you so much for sharing your story. And there was so much value and so many golden nuggets that, you know, came from this and everything that you've learned over the last two years. And I'm just so thankful that you shared that with us. And I look forward to having you back on the podcast again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Profitable Pinterest Virtual Assistant Podcast. Be sure to follow the show and leave a rating and review as I love to hear from you. You can find all the details about everything mentioned in today's episode at jennaliott.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in.